1: Bold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules. Because it's much easier that way. Trust me.
2: What's up, everybody? It's Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back for another episode of the Snake Pit. And my friend here, Jake, is on the road. You're in Texas right now. Is that right, Jake?
3: Yeah, the big state, man.
2: what? What's uh, what's going on? Why do you find yourself in the Lone Star State?
3: Well, I'm out here visiting my grandkids, man. You know, and uh, I got a few to see and some family other than my grandkids to see. So uh, I'm going to see my aunt and um, my half sister and a niece and, and of course, two of my boys and their wives and their kids.
2: That is a damn good reason to be on the road, getting to see some family. That is uh, fantastic, man. I'm glad that you're uh, you're down there in Texas. And and by the way, today we're talking about Texas a little bit, Jake. We've got a first. We've got a first here on the podcast. Uh, we're taking our first look back to 1984 and your brief run with WCCW after leaving Georgia. Um, originally Jake, I thought maybe we could wrap this thing up in one episode because it's a a fairly brief run, but really it's from August 84 to January 85. So that's, it covers an awful lot of ground. Um, so this is going to be part one of our look back at this time in your career. Uh, before we get into it, Jake, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what we're doing over there at adfreeshows.com. The three-time world heavyweight champion, the total package, Lex Luger, is joining AdFree shows for an exclusive interactive series called Lex Expressed. And I've got a little teaser here for our listeners. Let's have a listen.
4: Ad-Free Shows is home to a Hall of Fame lineup of legends and icons. And we continue to add to that legacy with a three-time world heavyweight champion who stunned the wrestling world on the debut episode of Monday Nitro, firing the first shot in the Monday Night War. What
1: in What's he doing here? From the football
4: field to the wrestling ring, a physical specimen. He's run with the horseman and the wolf pack. A narcissist. An American hero. The master of the torture rack. He's the total package Lex Luger. It's Lex Expressed. Arriving in October exclusively on adfreeshows.com. Lex will be joined by Conrad Thompson every month looking back at some of his most memorable moments and matches and in this special interactive format Lex will also be answering questions from the live studio audience which is you available at the $29 level and up and top guy members can join Lex live it's Lex Express coming soon to adfreeshows.com
2: All right. Well, there it is. The total package coming to ad-free shows. Jake, you're among the legends here on ad-free shows, and we've, yeah. we've added another big name. Pretty awesome.
3: Oh, it'll be great, man. I can't wait to hear what Lex has to say. You know, he's lot to say, but, uh, you know, I, I'm also out here in Texas doing something I never thought I would do, and I'm going to my 50th, yeah, 50th high school class reunion.
2: How about that? 50 years. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm I'm punishing my wife She has to go with me
2: (laughs) That's awesome, man Hey, look, it's uh, uh, You've gone out and made a hell of a name for yourself Since you graduated high school I'm sure you're looking forward to seeing some old buddies, huh?
3: Yeah, if I have any buddies (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on Back then, I wasn't uh, You know, I wasn't that guy You know, I was uh, very quiet Very shy Uh, I wasn't you know i i didn't fit in
2: interesting because you know every time we see you on screen it's like you're just so comfortable in your own skin and just cooler than the other side of the pillow Uh, but you just weren't always that guy huh
3: no i wasn't man i really wasn't so it's going to be interesting to see and uh cheryl she she gets to go along with me of course you know, seeing the grandkids she's great with the grandkids man she's unbelievable
2: Man, it's so cool that you guys are getting the opportunity to go out there and have some fun, not just at the high school reunion, but get to spend some time with the grandkids. It's like, Man, that's what life's about.
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah, it
2: is. Well, Jake, uh, it was Ad Free Shows members get to sh- to shape that show with Lex Luger by asking questions and take it one step further. Top Guy members can join and interact with Lex Live each episode. Catch Lex Express starting this October, plus thousands of hours of other bonus series like Tuesday with the Taskmaster with Kevin Sullivan. I'm doing the Hacks Hour with Jim Duggan, the book with David Crockett, and more. It's exclusively on adfreeshows.com. So, Jake, let's uh, jump into our topic here today. Uh, It's 1984 in WCCW. To tell the full story, we're going to wind the clock back just a little ways to our Legion of Doom episode, which is available now in our archives. But, Jake, just a quick refresher. What prompted your departure from the Georgia Territory?
3: Uh, Well, it was real simple. Vince McMahon bought it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That'll do it.
3: Yeah, when he bought it, that was the end of me.
2: Now, uh, do you think that you had a place moving forward if you wanted it and just didn't want it, or were you out? Wanted. Didn't want it.
3: No, I still, uh, I still was old school. Okay. Yeah. I into the rock and wrestling, uh, you know, scenario. I didn't buy into all that. I thought it was bad for wrestling.
2: Yep, and this is right at the time. I mean, just for frame of reference for everyone, uh, Vince came, Vince made his arrival in the Georgia Territory in August of 1984. And Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania started running wild in January of that year. So we were on that trajectory of cartoonish style wrestling and rock and wrestling and all that shit. So uh, Jake, was, you were ready to continue the old school territory way, right?
3: Stupid. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it wouldn't it's uh we're only two years away from you making the jump and we'll we'll cover uh you know what what made you uh, arrive at that decision in depth down the road but for right now i'm curious you know of all the territories jake i'm you know you had built quite a name for yourself up to this point what made right. you decide to move to world class
3: well lack of choices probably uh there was a lot going on at the time man uh, vince was buying up everything and uh, knocking everything down, and uh, didn't leave many opportunities for anybody. And uh, one thing for sure is I wasn't going back to Crockett because uh, I'd had I'd had my fill of that.
2: What was it about Crockett that kind of stuck in your craw?
3: It just uh, it wasn't happening for me there.
2: Okay, they had their guys that they were pushing, yep. and that was yep.
3: yeah, Pitt, Flair and his boys.
2: Yep. Uh, well, we know that no shows and inconsistent booking would ultimately be the biggest downfall for WCCW, but uh, that's still a few years away. At this time, what was the state of WCCW as you're coming in the door?
3: It was, it was crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. The boys were just running rampant, man. They did what they wanted to do and when they wanted to do it. You know, if they wanted to show up, they showed up. If they didn't, they didn't, you know, and uh, the bad thing was is you didn't know what they were gonna be like if they showed up. Right. You know, they were uh, they were running amok. It was pretty sad.
2: Would you say that following all of the uh the success that they had with the free birds, that this territory as soon as a free bird thing was done, like is it just on a decline at this point?
3: Oh yeah, it's a big nosedive.
2: Big team. It's a shame because there's just so much damn talent in that territory as we're about to discuss here. I mean, gosh, some of these names that we're going to be going over are just incredible. Yeah. Um, at this time, Jake, Fritz von Eric is the sole owner of the territory. Had you ever met Fritz prior to this move?
3: Yeah, I would met him when I was a kid. Okay. You know, my father wrestled for him and uh, yeah, I would met him.
2: Now, uh, you're coming from a territory where there were kind of like the buck stopped with a few people, Oli, uh, Jack, and Jerry Briscoe. Yeah. Uh, I know that Barnett had his fingers in things before he ultimately got out.
3: Easily somebody.
2: <laughs> uh, I, left it, I, I softballed it in there, and you hit a home run. I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is it your preference, generally speaking, when you're in a territory where the buck stops with one guy, or is it better to have multiple people kind of putting their input in there? one one guy
3: yeah one guy man you're better off with one guy that way you know where you're at when you start you know where you're at when you finish
2: i'm with you it's black and white when one person is in charge there's no gray area it's this or nothing
3: absolutely
2: um fritz was often criticized for pushing his boys despite how unreliable they would become had you had you heard about that reputation before coming into wccw
3: it was obvious yeah it was obvious brother
2: so, I mean, it doesn't take long. You're in the door and you're like, holy shit, this place is a mess. Yep. Yeah. Well, you debut for the company in August and right away you're making a splash with a TV title victory over Gentleman Chris Adams. You're coming off a really hot run in Georgia and a legendary feud for the TV title there with Ronnie Garvin. Uh, coming in the door here, are you being made any promises as to how you're going to be used or is it just nope. like it's just crazy every night? Here's Here's what we're doing.
3: It was crazy. You didn't know what the hell you were going to do. And you didn't know why you were going to do it. (laughs)
2: Oh, God. All right, I can see why uh, maybe this might have been a little bit of a frustrating period of time Um, for you.
3: Most frustrating time of my life.
2: Would you say that this territory marks the most frustrating uh, period of time uh, in the territories for you?
3: Uh, Absolutely. Without a doubt.
2: It's interesting, too, because, like, on paper, you're getting positioned pretty well here, as we're about to discuss, uh, but it's just, like, the backstage bullshit was just too much, huh?
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, plus, you would go out in the ring, and you couldn't follow anything. Why is that? Because the boys were fucking doing whatever they wanted.
2: Oh, God. Okay. So.
3: And usually that meant your shoulders to the mat, one, two, three.
2: So it's uh, pretty soon you'd be working in Bill Watts territory. And it was always very much like Bill's way. This is how we're doing it. And right. you would mention you had mentioned before that, uh, you know, Bill would say like, hey, if, if Bill doesn't give you permission to get color out there, you're not doing it. Whereas yeah. Fritz is a little bit more loose with with everything. Yep. That's not a good recipe. Um, but you are off to a hot start with uh, Adams, and uh, he was one of the top babyfaces in the territory at the time. On September 3rd, he get a rematch for that world-class TV title at the big Labor Day Star Wars event. It's our first clip this week. Let's go ahead and drop in on that match.
1: There's a drive to the side of the head.
5: There's only three minutes remaining. Three, three minutes remaining. Jake Kristake Roberts now on his feet. The ebb and floor this bout has seen first one man then the other. The rules have been toyed with. There's a clothesline. Jake Kristake on top. He thinks he's got it. Gary Hart distracted him beautifully. Gary Hart stuck under the rope just to get Jake Christnake off. Now Gary removes his coat. Distracting Bronco Lovett takes a fake out of over the left again but here he is back Three. 12 minute and, and 47 nothing the new no television far. champion gentlemen, Chris Adams!
2: All right, so there it is. Chris Adams wins back that uh, TV title. And uh, it's kind of a screw job finish, though, after the distraction from Gary Hart, even though Adams was the clear cut baby face and you were the clear cut heel here. It's kind of interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah you'll figure that out.
2: Yeah, a little bit of a screw job, but yeah, it's. A, I think we're building towards something here a little bit. Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> like, nobody knows what the fuck's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Would
2: this have been marked the first time that you had uh, met or been around Chris Adams? Yeah. And what did you think of him as a man and an in-ring worker?
3: Well, at first I thought he was a pretty tight guy. Okay. But that would change.
2: All right. Uh, should we get into why it would change now, or you want to wait a little bit?
3: I'll just go ahead and wait, man.
2: Okay, because I've, I've got a few questions that, right. <laughs> I, th- I, that I think you're driving toward. Um, so the match goes about 15 minutes, and it's presented as kind of a real struggle between the two of you. Um, was presenting the match as a true fight, something Fritz would emphasize, or was that just the style that you and Chris had?
3: That's just the style Chris and I had.
2: Is Fritz, is Fritz emphasizing much at this period? It feels like he's kind of letting it go fucking crazy there.
3: Just letting it run.
2: The rumor about Adams is that he could be really stiff, and let me tell you, dude, that super kick, look like it about took your fucking head off. Uh, he got you with, I mean, it, it was, it was nasty. Would you say that, uh, he was a little rough in the ring?
3: He had his moments.
2: Okay. And uh, th- was was that one of them with that super kick? Because it looked yep. bad.
3: Yep. You know, you get around guys like that, you find out pretty quick, they're going to save it to the last parting
4: shot.
2: <laughs> so there's no rebuttal. Right. Oh, for God's sake. Um, so, Jake, can you speak to the, uh, the level of popularity of Chris Adams in the territory at this time?
3: Oh, he had he was very, very popular.
2: Mhm.
3: Who's over like Rover, you know. So that wasn't the issue. The issue was the boys were running rampant and you couldn't depend on anything. You know, you might come up with a good idea on Monday but by Tuesday everybody forgot the idea.
2: God almighty. Well, Adams is a uh, top baby face here as I'm looking back through a lot of the footage uh, doing research. I mean, the, the the women have T-shirts of him. They have eight by tens of him. They're screaming every time he's coming out or getting thrown out of the ring. Like, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but that's not going to last long. On October 6th, we're officially on the march to the first Cotton Bowl extravaganza. And you found yourself paired with Gino Hernandez and Andrea, the Lady Giant, who we, of course, would soon know as Baby Doll. Taking on Adams and Kevin Von Erich, you guys are looking for a third wrestler to help you take on the Von Erichs for their six-man tag titles, and you'd find one in an unexpected place. Let's go ahead and check it out.
5: Has a little shake it up, Jake the Snake getting help from Gino and Ember up over the top rope. The referee didn't see that. David Manning That is back to that, or that would have cost Snake and Gino the match. Kevin, a great football player, just gave it a shot, and Chris Adams comes in with a super kick and a shot on Gita Hernandez. Chris Adams firing on Gita Hernandez. Chris looking for an action. Whoa, Chris! And Stella Mae French is back in the arena. David Manny pointing for Stella May to get out of there. Gino rolling up on top of Chris. One, two, and three. And Gino Hernandez and Jake the Snake Roberts beat Kevin Roderick and Chris Adams. And Chris is upset with Stella Bay. I guess in this position, he could see that Stella Bay pull the leg out from under Gino Hernandez. And Gary Hart evidently talking rather strongly to Stella May and Kevin. Chris and Gary having a little bit of discussion here now. And whoa, oh, a super kick by on Kevin, not on And Gary Hart fires on Kevin and what's happened here? Stella May popped to the ground. Chris Adams and Gary Hart are loading on Kevin Moneric. And now, Kevin is in trouble and Chris just walks away. Chris just walks away. And dumb everybody. There goes Gino throwing a May out. And they got Kevin Moneric over here bashing on him while Gary Hart and Chris Adams have left Kevin to his own chances a strange strange turn of the Met. Jake the Snake and Gino oh there is a neck breaker
2: there's a neck breaker <laughs> a devastating neck breaker there at the oh, end. Yeah. <laughs> did you have to smart them up about like hey it's called a fucking DDT gang I
3: tried I tried
2: Oh good grief. Um well pretty I mean you know look I know it's it's chaos and and the inmates are running the asylum there, Jake, but uh that was a pretty fun angle there. Um yeah, bad. yeah pretty well put together. Uh you and Gino find a new ally here, and it's it's of course, you know, Chris Adams. And uh, many current fans know about Gino thanks to Dark Side of the Ring, a really well-established star. Bruce Pritchard has uh, gone on the record to say that he could have been a really successful million-dollar man in the WWF. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. What did you think of, of Gino as, as both an individual and a tag team talent?
3: He was all right, man. Gino was harmless. A guy that would go out there and try to, you know, stab you in the back or anything like that. He just went out and did his job, man.
2: Would you say that you liked him on a personal level?
3: Yeah, yeah, I got along with him pretty good.
2: Um, do you think that Gino, if he had come to the WWF, do you think he could have reached main event potential, or where do you think he would have eventually landed?
3: Yeah, he would have. He would have definitely went to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see him doing the million dollar gimmick easily.
2: All right, let's hit the pause button real quick to talk about a partner that is near and dear to my heart. I'm talking about AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Guys, before AG1, I used to wake up every morning and I was taking a bunch of multivitamins and supplements and I hated it. I mean, getting all that stuff was expensive. And then once you're done, you know, swallowing all those pills and vitamins and supplements, you don't even have an appetite for your breakfast anymore. So once I got fed up with that, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try doing a healthy smoothie every single morning. Well, the smoothies tasted good, but you have to go and get all the ingredients and then it takes time to measure out portions. And then when you're done, it takes even more time to thoroughly clean the blender and make sure that you get underneath all those blades. And it was just eating up so much of my time. I needed a simple singular solution that would cover all my nutritional bases, would give me more energy through the day and would give me better gut health. It's something that would support my immune system, especially with my young daughter coming home from daycare with a bunch of germs on her hands and coughing. And you know, it's if you've ever had a toddler, you know that once they get home uh, from daycare, they're just like little carrier monkeys. They've got all kinds of germs and all of a sudden you yourself are getting sick all the time. I needed something to help me and AG1 was the solution. And after more than a year with that, I can say I've never been happier with my morning routine or felt healthier. AG1 made life easy for me by providing 75 high quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients by simply mixing one scoop with water. That's it, I drink it, I'm done. More time to spend with my family, more time to get work done, simple cleanup, and the energy and health to tackle every obstacle that gets put in my way. It's an easy micro habit that delivers macro results. If you got a family and a budget like I do, I know what your next question is because it would be my next question. How much does it cost? Well, we're talking about less than $3 a day. You know, my wife every morning is going to uh, the gas station or Starbucks. Uh, in order to get, you know, some kind of a special coffee or a snack or something like that to get her morning started. Not anymore. She and I are wrestling over the AG1 every morning to see who can get theirs first. And uh, let me say we both broke our bad habits and we're saving money on a science driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics and whole food source nutrients with AG1. That is a giant win-win in my house. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com forward slash snake. That's drinkag1.com forward slash snake, S-N-A-K-E. Check it out, guys, and I know that you're going to love it just like I do. I mean, the guy's got a good promo. As I'm watching this stuff back, he looks good. Like he's kind of got all of the elements. Um, You know, unfortunately, I think some of his uh, his demons got in the way. Uh, Andrew Hermes did a lot of the uh, heavy lifting on notes this week, but I did some research of my own to get the full story. Um, And one of the people I spoke to was Baby Doll, and she told me that you and Gino were like brothers during this time. Would you agree that you were close like brothers at that time, or just more of like a good working relationship?
3: Good working relationship. Okay kind of kept his private stuff to himself.
2: I have heard that about him where he was kind of, he kind of played things close to the vest. Yeah. Uh, Gino and Chris both had reputations as big party guys. As a little teaser last week, Jake, we ended the episode with you saying that you had a good story about partying with Gino. I think now's the time.
3: Oh my God. Well, <laughs> it, it was really kind of funny because Gino was paranoid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there, were, there was a black tag team there at the time, PYT, pretty young things. Yeah. As Coco Beware and Norvell Austin. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were on a plane trip from uh, uh, from Houston to Dallas. And uh, they had some words. And Norvell was just fucking around with Gino. The Gino took it to heart. And me seeing the opportunity, I'm like, dude, you better watch your back. You know? <laughs> so, like, man, don't let me walk off this plane by myself. I know they're going to get me. I'm like, dude, what do you want me to do? Just follow me home. Follow you home? oh my god crazy and he's like follow me home and i'll give you a gram (laughs) (laughs) so i followed him home
2: and you got the gram yeah well i would say that uh that's a that's a job well done
3: yeah yeah it was
2: like paranoid well uh, i know that you know we would hear about that stuff uh with him on the dark side of the ring i always just assumed that it had to do with you know he was getting deeper and deeper into substance abuse but do you think that was just gino as a dude he was just a paranoid guy
3: yeah it was the substance abuse that did it
2: okay okay it just had him on edge
3: yep thought everybody was out to get him
2: oh lord so in doing research for this, I heard a number of wrestling personalities who got to know Chris over the years, Chris Adams over the years, say yeah. that when he drank, he would completely lose control and sometimes even become violent. Uh, Jake, did you ever experience that?
3: Uh, he was never violent around me, but I've seen how nasty he could get. Okay. I mean, you seen it in that match there. I mean, he's hitting a woman. Yes. You know, he's giving her pretty solid shots to the chest, you know? Yep. And uh, there's no there's no excuse for that. If you're going to do that in a wrestling match, what the hell will you do in, in your real life?
2: Yes. I mean, if you're going to be doing that when a camera's rolling, what are you doing yeah. when the camera's not rolling?
3: You got that right.
2: Yeah. So now uh, you kind of teased it a little bit earlier here where you initially thought he was a good dude. What was the tipping point for you with Chris Adams where you're like, okay, maybe not a great guy?
3: Just the, just the women thing. Okay. I'd heard that he was very abusive.
2: Man, what a shame because I mean you can see the guy's talent on screen. You know, I I, I think he invented that super kick and now, of course, Shawn Michaels popularized it. But I, I mean, looking at that thing, you could argue that his was better. Um, just like, man, uh that I've heard a lot of people say he kind of torpedoed his own career. Yep. Uh well, one of the other things that Baby Doll told me when I was talking to her was that Gino wasn't necessarily a huge help to her as far as educating her and helping her to spotlight her on TV. Uh, but she did say that you could not have been more wonderful. She said that you were almost like a, a big brother figure to her, uh, and she credits you with teaching her how to be a heel and really understand the psychology of wrestling on road trips together. Uh, yeah. Jake, uh, Jake, what what would you say made you take her under your wing? Well,
3: my thought in wrestling is there's two people out there. You better help each other. You're trying. You, you both have a common goal. You know. And if you got a tag team, then now you got four people out there, or five, or six. Mm-hmm. But you best work together if you want the product to be, you know, spotty. You know, if you don't want the product to be spotty or shoddy, so you got to help each other, man. So if I can teach, if I can teach you something that'll help you look better, it's gonna, it's gonna ultimately make me look better too.
2: And that's just simple psychology. Like it's, it's, it's real. It's, you kind of hurt yourself when you don't hurt or uh, help others, right?
3: Totally, man. Make the whole thing look nasty.
2: So now you and I uh, chatted about her a little bit before we hit the record button. Why do you think Gino was averse to helping Baby Doll out?
3: she was bigger than he was. <laughs> I remember. I remember they did a video of them sitting in his Corvette, and they they filmed it and then they stopped and they said let's look at it And they looked at it he's like no way man no way we can't let that go what's wrong she's a foot taller than i am (laughs) so they finally went and got two phone books for him to (laughs) settle
2: that's like almost more humiliating than her being bigger than you because you have to sit on phone books Yep. uh yikes yikes how big was gino like five ten yeah Okay, so yeah, fairly fairly small, especially in that era. Um, one other note that I got from Baby Doll when I was talking to her was she said that her father was Nick Roberts, who was a wrestler, and apparently he and the Sheik would absolutely blow up Lubbock, Texas, back in the day with their rivalry, and oh, yeah. and apparently the Sheik would sometimes have a snake with him. And uh, she said she, she doesn't know this for sure, so she wanted me to ask you. She said she's pretty sure that back in the day you told her that you used the last name Roberts after her dad and the Sheik made a big impression on you. Is that true? No. Okay. Where did you get Roberts' as last name?
3: Uh, it just came to
2: me. All right. So that one, sorry, baby doll. We're blowing that, that theory up um so back to the match here chris would immediately go from being a massive baby face favorite to a hated heel in an instant he had a lot of female admirers who would be seen tearing up their photos and defacing their t-shirts of him i mean anytime you fuck with the von erics in that territory it's crazy heat right yep now uh speaking of the von erics they had really kind of peaked as, as we mentioned before with the Freebirds, but man they are crazy over with the local crowd here still uh, coming in the door, would you say that you were excited about the opportunity with, to work with you know the biggest stars in the territory?
3: I was I was excited, but I was also uh, guarded. Mm-hmm. You know because I I knew that it wasn't as easy as, as you thought it would be. Right. It should have been simple. It should have been very simple. Mm-hmm. But because of the. Uh, because of their temperament, because of the way they dealt with, dealt with business, it, it wasn't so easy.
2: So I've heard about the way that they dealt with business. And, you know, obviously anybody listening to this probably knows that they they had substance abuse issues and they were irresponsible. They wouldn't always show up to the building when they were supposed to. And that's that's a big deal in this era because these crowds are coming out specifically to see these boys. And then they just don't show up after being Absolutely. advertised.
3: Absolutely
2: but but when you talk about their personalities jake uh were they good people or like how how did they treat you
3: they were like little kids
2: man okay
3: they were like they were like 15 year olds oh man you know they they didn't have they didn't understand responsibility they didn't understand anything they were just they were young very young and they've been pushed into this position And uh, the demands were huge. Huge. They didn't want the responsibility. None of them did.
2: But they did want the money, which is uh, what we're going to be talking about here in just a minute. Uh, So, Jake, up to this point, I mean, you're at the top of your game, and that's obvious to anybody watching. You know, they kept referencing throughout the... uh, the the videos that I would see like god look at how fast this guy is and you were you were lightning fast with your jabs and kind of the way that you got around the ring um so you were at the top of your game and you had worked with some of the best wrestlers in the world up to this point uh, uh how did you assess the von eric boys as wrestlers when they were when they had their head screwed on straight
3: well i'm still waiting
2: <laughs> okay so you never got to work with clean and sober von eric boys well i did wow that is that is very telling for our listening audience like you were there from august to january worked with them a lot and you never got them straight
3: i never got them straight brother
2: wow okay so i mean it's it's taken the first night there or your first night working with them you realize that they have a problem with substance abuse and no shows
3: yeah absolutely
2: dude brutal um, Jake, uh, you're inserted in the top line creative right here out of the gate. And, uh, you know, it's the Von Erics, it's Gino, it's Chris Adams. So you're right in the thick of the action. You mentioned before that the money didn't quite reflect that. Is that right?
3: Oh boy, did it not?
2: Uh, what can you tell us about that situation?
3: There wasn't much, <laughs>
2: <laughs> not much to tell because there's not much money.
3: No, there wasn't much money. You know, it was the first place that I'd taken my wife, my new, my, my bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was really scary for me because I felt like I was letting our family down you know we're just starting a family yet here I am making nothing oh. I mean barely barely surviving barely surviving and uh, it was very humiliating for me um, it, it really tore at my mind and my heart man because I, I just didn't want to let this woman down you know I was ashamed
2: you know, it's interesting, Jake, because you and I had referenced WCCW prior, and I was like, he, I, I could just tell by your demeanor when I would bring it up, like, he doesn't like talking about it, and I wonder why, because it's, you know, pretty good creative and some memorable stuff. People online ask about it a lot. I'm beginning to see why you were you why you why were really upset during this time.
3: Yeah, it was tough, man, because, again, you know, the wife and I are just starting out, and uh, I've taken her from Georgia to, to God knows awful Texas. You know, and, uh, people don't understand, you know, I mean, oh Lord, you, you go to one of these territories and basically you're there and you're there seven days a week. And every day you're getting in your car and leaving and you're leaving the wife behind and she's left there with, uh, no transportation, um, No friends, no family, no nothing. Mm. And uh, it's tough. It's hard on the relationship. It really is.
2: I mean, it's got to be tough when you're making great money, let alone if you're not making shit.
3: Right, right. Well, if you're making great money, you can spend money to make things happen. But there was no money to make things happen, brother. I'll guarantee
2: you that. Did you have a conversation with Fritz about payoffs at all? Yeah. And it just, what, what, what's his response?
3: Hang hey around, kid.
2: Oh, for God's sake. Uh, well, we know that Fritz was taking care of his sons, as I mentioned before. And I'm sure at the time that everybody in the locker room knew that too. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about low money. We're talking about no shows from the biggest stars in the territory. Would you say that you were starting to resent the Von Erich boys?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're out there busting your ass and, and you're worried that you're going to get hurt because they're fucked up,
6: mm-hmm.
3: you know? And, uh, it's just, it's just really hard. I mean, I remember one instance, uh, Rick Flair came in and he was wrestling, uh, Oh God, Kerry Yep. in Fort Worth and Kerry was so fucked up. He couldn't even put his boots on, my God, so they laced his they laced his boots up for him. this was on television, yeah, and sent him to the ring he was wobbling and everything else and uh the way they got through it is they said that he had a hundred and five fever, but he didn't want to let the fans down.
2: oh my God, yeah. I mean, got to take your hat off to Ric Flair in that situation if he's able to pull a match out of a guy in that condition.
3: Yeah, it was close. He didn't quite get it done.
2: Oh, man. I mean, how could you with that guy? Good <laughs> Lord. Um, Well, look, Jake, the, uh, the low money and the frustrations damn sure weren't keeping you from doing your thing. This next clip is maybe my favorite of the bunch today because it features a really unique promo from you, and it outlines the differences between you and your new partner, Gino Hernandez. Let's have a look. We
5: came out to visit... Jake the Snake Roberts in his environment and uh, see Jake is rather busy right now. Hey Jake, what are you doing?
1: Well, I'm doing fine. How are you? Fine. Good to see you. Hey, welcome to my world. huh? <laughs> this is uh, something what different than uh, where your partner Gino Hernandez lives. Big thing. You know, it's, it's like this. You know, he lives in his world. I
5: live in mine. Or ours. <laughs> Thanks for my world. <laughs> you guys uh, were very impressive in that uh, tag-team match last uh, week with Kevin Von Erich and Chris Adams uh, it caused a lot of furor a lot of a uh, lot of excitement in that one well anytime you have a winning
1: combination so there's Gino and myself and uh, do the things that happened it just made it that much nicer you know Bill and it's always good to be a winning part of the team because that's
5: what it's all about isn't it I guess it is it what what puzzles me though is Gino lives in a high-rise penthouse and you live in uh, in an area oh, something is like nice. this. How can, how can you two get together <laughs> mentally to, to work together? What's, what's wrong with this Well, deal? nothing. Nothing.
1: I mean, hey, you probably had something to do with all this. This might be your old car door well, here. It could be. It could be. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Well, how about the difference in philosophies, difference in style? Well, Gino, you, know, you know, he's always taking care of himself. I guess that's because he was born that with a proverbial silver spoon stuck in his mouth. Well, My person's just a little bit different, you know. I come out here and I look at all the the trash and the filth and, hey, yeah, oh, that's one of my friends over there, man. <laughs> I look at all this, though, and I say, this is what life's all about, you know, because uh, after all, we've done it for each other. I didn't build this. This was here before I ever got here. Like my jacket, man? Oh, it's very uh, interesting. Out of an old car, you know, I just scooped it up, man. It'll do well. Yeah, it's kind of chilly today, so I had to throw it on. You know, I hadn't got my fall jacket yet. <laughs> No, I haven't got it yet, but I think this will do until I get one. Let me shove that in
5: there. Everybody talks about uh, the future and what you look forward to, what your goals are. Do you set any? Do you have anything like that in mind? What is the future? future is
1: just a, you know, that's a joke, man. It might be over two seconds from now. Somebody pushes a button and it's over. And you tell me why it's over, because you have made the choice to do with this world what has been done, not I. When I got here, Bill, the laws were already made. You'd done picked the way you wanted to go. So you see, I'm just going to crank back and enjoy what you've given me to live with. Whatever rules they might be. You live by the rules? Weren't rules made to be broken? <laughs> I suppose so. Contracts totally. <laughs> were made to be broken. A piece of paper. You make a contract out with somebody, Bill, and all you are doing is inviting them to break it. What happened before when a man could shake your hand and say, well, his word's good? Word means nothing anymore. And that's what I'm trying to explain to you people. Don't come calling me a fool. Don't come calling me a sicko. Because, brother, if you look at yourself in the mirror, I think you'll find out one thing. (laughs) You're no different than me if you tell yourself the truth. Too many people live in glass houses, you know that? And throw bricks. They sure do. Right. I'm the rock thrower today, though.
2: (laughs) Jake, what is your immediate reaction following that?
3: Oh, I'm proud of it, man. I don't blame you. I have an idea
2: dude that was that was a hell of a promo. I love your commitment to this character where you've just got dirt on your face and you're yeah. saying hi to a dog and it's just like so so bizarre, so strange and it's it's like perfect. It really puts the pairing of you and Gino like at, at odds on paper.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. All
2: right guys, we're gonna take a quick break to talk about our new sponsor Fume and their incredible product. Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor or replacing one bad habit with another. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. They look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural delicious flavors. You get it, instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. I got my fume in the mail and I was blown away by the amazing flavor. With options like crisp mint, orange vanilla, maple pepper, and more, there's truly something for everyone and every preference. Also, I am definitely a fidgeter, and Fume scratches that itch as well. It's perfectly balanced, feels great in my hand, and acts as a great stress reliever. Also, it just looks cool. The design includes real wood, a sleek look, and a great shape. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. There's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code snake to save 10% off when you get the journey pack. That's tryfume.com and use code snake to save an additional 10% off your order today. Dude, that was that was fantastic stuff. Uh, you mentioned before that you dislike doing tag team wrestling. Um, did you feel like you and Gino had pretty good chemistry though? It was fair. Okay, not quite always on the same page, no. but decent.
3: Oh, no, it was just fair.
2: You know, what's incredible is even after such a short run in the territory tagging with Gino, I see people, as I mentioned, online all the time mentoring your par- mentioning your partnership with him. Uh, people ask about him online all the time and your relationship with him. Why do you think it resonated with fans so much?
3: I have no idea, bro. You know, just a period of time where he was the guy that was put in the spotlight. You know, he had a long run there. Mm-hmm. So if you watch the Von Erich, you watch Gino.
2: Well, uh, it's whatever was going on between you guys. It was something special. And uh, we're going to move on to our final clip this week. It's October 27th, and it's the first Cotton Bowl extravaganza. It's yourself, Gino, and Chris. And you're challenging the Von Ericks uh, for the six-man tag team title, except Kevin Von Erich is replaced here by Bobby Fulton. Uh, Jake, it's 39 years ago, so I'm guessing you won't remember specifically. But is it safe to assume that Kevin no-showed this event, and that's why Bobby filled in? I believe so. That sounds like a layup in my mind. I know that they would use it as a storytelling device and say, like, oh, well, they didn't beat the three champions. But it's like, ah, you know, this is a big event here at the Cotton Bowl, and Kevin's not there. It makes you wonder. Yep. Well, let's have a look at the final moments of this match.
5: God in this bout, the World 6 Man Tag Team Championship. It's Gino Hernandez now. Looks like he has a chokehold in there. At- Uh, just Mike Von Erich trying to work his way through, Gino. And a change. Bobby Fulton will come in. Mike Von Erich has to get up. Here comes Jake the Snake Roberts in. Let's see what we've got here now with David Manning. Well, David Manning did not allow the Mike Von Erich Fulton interchange. Oh, what a blast there. Now Kerry Von Erich, who eagerly wanted Chris Adams to open the match, discus punch, so he could gain some revenge for Kevin's injury brought about by Chris Adams. Well, the Von Erich crew is dominating right now. Kerry and the snake, Kevin at it. Looks like a suplex right here, a super kick. As super kick as Snake Roberts was in the air. Chris Robert, Chris Adams put the super kick on carries a two and a three. And Chris Adams, Tito Hernandez, and Jake the Snake Roberts have won the bout. But I don't think the referee saw what occurred there. Here is Ralph Fuller the minute the winners in 11 minutes and 45 seconds gino
0: hernandez jake the snake roberts and chris adams they're the new world six-man tag team champion
5: a new world six-man tag team champion
2: all right there it was jake the first cotton bowl extravaganza von erickson unseated yeah uh watching it back all these years later 39 years later jake what did you think of that uh that finish there pretty good not bad not bad at all you know the cotton bowl is home to uh our favorite football team the dallas cowboys for a long time uh the the red river rivalry the i mean the list goes on and on it's a legendary venue uh pretty special for you to work there
3: oh yeah of course man it was quite a moment in my career
2: it was cool and not to oh go on
3: (laughs) we'll tell you this it's more more fun for me to reflect at it look at it on film than it was to live through it yeah
2: yeah (laughs) (laughs) now that you know like okay i'm gonna go on to make a lot of money and have a lot of success yeah like yeah at the time it's god it got to be stressful it was um, so, Jake, you've often been referred to as the man who never needed a title to get over, and, uh, but these six-man tag team belts, they were created for that red-hot rivalry between the, the Von Erics and the Freebirds, and so uh, they were really important uh, plot-telling devices to the territory. Yeah. D- did it mean anything to you to win these championships, or is it just part of your job?
3: It's part of my job, man.
2: Just another heavy thing you got to carry in your bag.
3: Just something else you got to be responsible for.
2: Did you feel that way when it came to the Georgia TV title, too? Because I know no, that, that one was special.
3: It was a lot of fun. That was special.
2: Yeah, yeah. And as I mentioned, you were the final uh, TV champion technically for that territory, which is an interesting note. Um, you. Uh, so do you remember if this program was supposed to be long and drawn out, or was this supposed to just kind of happen over the course of a month or two and on to the next?
3: Everything happened like that. <laughs> to change
2: oh. uh, well Jake last question here this week with your background as a booker were you given any creative input in the territory at this time? none, none.
3: none. that was one of the most frustrating things that's why I felt so out of place I mean uh, I wasn't an idiot I knew what to do I knew how to do it but you know I guess I should be grateful they didn't ask me to help because I would have, I would have went absolutely nuts.
2: As far as what, like cutting talent? Yeah.
3: <laughs> How do you fire the Von Erics? <laughs> that
2: might, might be tough in that territory. Yeah. Better start first. It was uh, David Manning that was the uh, head booker at this time, correct? Ken Mantel. Ken Mantell. Yeah. Okay. And he just couldn't control the action. Oh, no, God, no. Man, I cannot wait to continue the story. There is so so much left to tell, but that's gonna do it for this week and uh part one of the rwCCW story. But uh Jake, this was an absolute blast today.
3: Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it.
2: Folks, if you're looking to attract that 25 to 54-year-old male demographic, you're gonna love AdvertiseWithSnake.com. My podcast partner here is an absolute legend, and he could be given his endorsement to your product or service. He's still on TV, guys. He's still out making the towns. He's doing live shows. He's doing signings. He's uh, meeting fans all the time, and he's still as influential as ever when it comes to what he says, does, or endorses. So, uh, All you have to do to make Jake the Snake Roberts your tag team partner is head to snake.com and make him your partner today. If you can't make it out to see Jake live at a show to get his autograph, why not do the next best thing? Why don't you head on over to jakethesnakeshop.com and get your hands on some rare signed collectibles. How about a new centerpiece for your wrestling collection? You can either wait until Jake comes to a city near you, or you can go right now to jakethesnakeshop.com. He's got 8 by 10s he's got rare action figures, t-shirts, and more. Probably my favorite thing that he's got there on the site are the new Ultimate Edition uh, 2-pack figures of himself and Rick Rude. It's 35 years ago that that rivalry happened, and they immortalized it with these action figures. And it gets better. Jake signs not only his action figure, he also signs the exterior of the box for you because there's really cool artwork design of Jake and Rude out there on that thing. So, guys, you've just got to go have a look at it. Find out for yourself why it's going to be the new centerpiece for your wrestling collection. Get over there to jakethesnakeshop.com today. Go make your purchase. Get a cameo from Jake at cameo.com forward slash Jake snake. Check out some of the awesome reviews that are over there because I mean, let me tell you guys, Jake puts an awful lot of effort into these. Here's an example from Matthew. I absolutely loved it. It was brilliant. It was sincere. You took your time with it and I love it so much. It was funny too. You really made me laugh. God bless you. If you're looking for a unique gift or if you want a video for yourself, go ahead and do yourself a favor get the cameo com forward slash Jake Snake and order a cameo from the legend himself. Guys, fall is here. It's it's officially October, and it's starting to get a little brisk out there. I live in western Pennsylvania, so let me tell you, man, it's, it's going to take a turn very quickly. But I'm covered, guys, because I've got my hoodie from the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. We've got all kinds of different options there. We've got the Trust Me hoodie. We've got the uh, WrestleFest-inspired hoodie, which is really, really cool looking. You guys have got to go have a look at that one. And plenty more. So why not just go over there and have a look? It doesn't cost you anything to have a look at it. And uh, let me say, if you love 80s and 90s wrestling, you're going to like what you see over there. Everything that we do is kind of a tribute to that era of professional wrestling. And so if you're a fan from that era like I am, it's got there's something there for you. Again, it's the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod. We've got short clips. We've got all of our podcasts. We've got archives. We've got all kinds of really cool bite-sized moments from the podcast that you can experience. If you've got somebody who's like, ah, maybe I'll listen to it, or ah, I don't really have time to add another podcast to my rotation, this is perfect for them because it's just little bite-sized samples of some of the highlights from our podcast, and you know that nobody tells a story like Jake the Snake Roberts. We also recently did a giveaway over there for subscribers and we'll continue to do those occasionally all you have to do to be eligible for it is subscribe that's it if you want to hit the notifications bell that would be cool but you don't have to just subscribe to our youtube page and you are automatically eligible for all future giveaways again it's youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod also if you've enjoyed our podcast please like subscribe leave us a five-star review on all platforms it helps us out a whole bunch i mentioned adfreeshows.com earlier it starts at just nine dollars a month but the more you put into it the more stuff you get. I've also mentioned here on the show before that if you like what I do with Jake, you're going to love what I do over there with Hacksaw Jim Duggan on the Hacksaw Hour. We drop a new episode every two weeks. And we alternate. So one week, it's a mailbag series where it's essentially an Ask Jim Anything. He takes fan questions. And then the other week, we focus in on a specific topic. Our first episode, we were talking about Fall Brawl 1994. We're looking at Team Canada next. And we've got all kinds of conversations left to have with Jim Duggan. That man is a legend. He's done so much in this business. Again, all you've got to do is go over to adfreeshows.com, sign up, become a member at the right tier, and you can unlock thousands of hours of bonus content. Catch Jake on X at Jake Snake DDT, on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT, and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. You can follow me at MarcusPDAngelo on X, and you can follow the podcast at Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. Our first look back at WCCW is in the books. It was a really fun one today. I can't wait to continue the story. We'll do it sometime soon, and we'll see you guys next week right here on The Snake Pit.
6: Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson from SaveWithConrad.com. Heads up homeowners, all of a sudden your house is worth more than ever these last few years. But what are we going to do with that newfound equity? No, I'm not suggesting you sell your house or go buy something else. But didn't we all make this decision when we bought a house where we said, hey, someday we'd like to, and one day it would be nice if, maybe it's the dream kitchen, maybe it's an in-ground pool, maybe it's a man cave, but you've got this newfound equity. And I think we should use some of that equity to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket. But even better than that, we're routinely helping folks do this and they wind up with a cheaper monthly payment. So if you got the dream house you always wanted with no money out of pocket and your payments went down, how easy is that? Find out how easy it is to turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket right now at SaveWithConrad.com. We can't wait to hear about your projects Tell us what your dream is. We're going to help you make it happen at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number
4: 65084. Equal housing lender. Woo!